Hello and welcome to the Announcers Table's classic TNA Impact review where we watch TNA Impact week by week and review the show. This week we're on the September 24th episode in 2004 and once again I'm joined by Scott Weaver. Scott, how are you? I'm back again. Once again. I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. I realise I just ignored your question. <laughs> Screw the question. Yeah, who needs questions? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. How are you, Dom? I'm not bad. We've got TNA. That's all we need in 2004 anyway. All we need. We don't need love. We need TNA. But we're still on the road to Victory Road. Last week, uh, obviously, we had an excellent match between AJ Styles and Alex Shelley um, and more build towards the title picture. Um, let's see what this week has to offer. But mm. first, we look back at September 24th, 2004, what was happening in the world. In the UK charts, you'll never guess who's number one in the charts. Let, let me have a guess. Is it Eric Prids? Of course it is. Eric Prids <laughs> is still dominating the charts with Call On Me. He killed it. He absolutely killed it in 2004. It's unbelievable. This is three weeks in a row. Uh, let's see how long this reign of dominance can continue. I don't think it will last much longer than 2004, but who knows? I mean, we're heading towards October, so... I mean, if he can somehow stay up and among it throughout October, that would be incredible. I got full faith in him. I, must I mean, say. that's it. We we were talking about this song afterwards, after the podcast, and you were like, "Oh, because of that video," yeah. and that's all it is. That's the reason <laughs> it's up here. If you haven't seen the video, anybody listening, uh, I won't describe it because I probably won't do it justice. <laughs> Just go and watch it. <laughs> go and watch it, and then you'll realise why it was successful. I'm sure it was an awakening for many people of our age. Uh, probably. Definitely. Probably at six years old, it probably opened my eyes to a whole new <laughs> world. <laughs> In the box office, Wimbledon, starring Kirsten oh. Dunst and Paul oh. Bethany, is number one. I love this film. I've never really, seen it. Oh, it's, it's really bad, but it's really oh. good. Oh, I really like that film. I wasn't expecting that. So it's a... The first time I ever saw it was when I first had a TV in my room. Uh, and it was on like, you know when ITV2 used to show films at like midnight? Yeah. But they'd be the most random films you've ever seen. Like Bend It Like Beckham would be on one day. Like <laughs> Wimbledon the next day. I, so I watched it and I don't know why, but I was hooked. I loved mm. it. And I, I was only like 10. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even like tennis, but it was great. I love that film. I watch it every time it's on TV. No word of a lie. I didn't look it further into it. I just saw the poster was one with a tennis racket. I was like, okay, that's all yeah. I need to know. And Vision. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vision plays well, tennis. <laughs> Vision plays tennis. Now, if they'd have <laughs> led with that, I'd been in. <laughs> this is before, long before he was Vision, but... Hey, they should have known. Vision yeah. should have known. Absolutely. If he isn't playing, so I haven't watched One Division yet. But if he isn't playing tennis in it, then it's a zero out of ten from me. So neither I've not watched One Division either because mm -hmm. I don't really understand it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. So I have Disney Plus. I want to finish season two of The Mandalorian. Then oh, watch One Division. Have you not finished it yet? I've watched season one. We're getting there. We're building. Oh my word! You need to watch. I want you to have watched it by the time we record next week. That is almost impossible. How <laughs> Okay. I've got too much TNA impact on Eric Prince. 
<laughs> you got too much Wimbledon to watch. I'd rather, you know what? You know what? I'd rather you watch Wimbledon than uh, The Mandalorian. Well, a more iconic piece of film. <laughs> it absolutely is. It has a better story. In gaming, Star Wars Battlefront has been released for the PlayStation yes. 2 and Xbox. No yes. on this week. This is a strong week. This is a very strong week. This has been my favourite week so far. So I love Star Wars Battlefront. Oh yeah. One of the first games I ever remember playing with one of my friends when I went round his house was Star Wars Battlefront 2. I yes, loved so. it. The remakes were rubbish. <laughs> but the... the original the original PS2 versions are so good. Oh god, yeah. Um so I played the remakes not longer, one of the remakes, the second one. because uh, it's free on EA Play. Yeah. It's not that yeah, bad. I got it. I got it's it for free. Bad. It was it was free over Christmas on PlayStation Network. Yeah. And it was it was all right. Like don't get me wrong, like obviously the graphics are a lot better, but like Oh, they're unreal. Yeah. But like it's more the nostalgia. Yeah. And oh. it's EA and it's all about microtransactions. So Yeah, that's the only issue with it. Don't like all that. Mm. In football. You go. remember that 18-year-old that Man United signed that we were talking about? Oh, yeah, the one that's not going to do anything in his life. Yeah, well, he's just um, just made his debut for Manchester United against Fenerbahce, and he's only gone and scored a hat-trick. Ah, oh, well, you know what they say. One-hit wonder. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Beginner's luck. He's going to Federico Makeda it. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. <laughs> but, I yeah, no, this is, this is an iconic game for Rooney. It's like um, when he burst on the scene at United, yeah. and obviously from there on, I mean, the sky was literally the limit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember watching this game, to be completely honest with you. I've heard about it. I've heard a lot about it, but obviously I was only six and I wasn't massively watching football at the time. Yeah. But I've heard about it, and obviously it worked for him. I mean, look where he is. Well, not probably look where he is. Now. Derby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I said that, I kind of realised early, but... I mean, look what he did with his career. I know we joke, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, we joke because of how good his career was. Yeah, yeah. And because Unreal. neither of us support Man United. Exactly. <laughs> In the WWE, it was a quiet week, so I had to scratch around. But actually, it was they held their fifth anniversary episode of SmackDown. Oh. Uh, how on earth do you think they would celebrate SmackDown's fifth anniversary? Do you think they bring back some legends, get some exciting matches going, some title oh. matches? I mean, SmackDown's The Rock's show, isn't it? It is. You'd have thought that The Rock would be there. He's got to come back. You'd have thought. Uh, you'd have so thought they have some big names. First match, Booker T defeats Paul London in three minutes. Oh. Right. <laughs> uh, it's quite <laughs> good. Spike Dudley defeats Rey Mysterio to retain the Cruiserweight oh. Championship. Oh, oh okay. Right, so uh, one with Paul London, Rey Mysterio and Spike Dudley to open. Nice. Yep. The Undertaker defeats Gangrel and Viscera in a two-and-one handicap match in two minutes. In two minutes? In two minutes. <laughs> Jesus. What a, what a fifth anniversary. For your co-main event, they bring out the big guns. Mm. May Young and Fabulous Moolah defeat <laughs> Dawn Marie and Tori Wilson. <laughs> oh, the the legends of SmackDown, May Young and Fabulous Moolah. I remember um, watching SmackDown with The Rock with May Young. <laughs> oh, the classics. The classics. 
and in your main event, Eddie Guerrero and the Big Show versus Kurt Angle and Luther Reigns is a no contest after 12 and a half minutes. Happy birthday, SmackDown. <laughs> Do you know what? Take the Big Show and Luther Reigns out. and oh. oh, yeah. Just give me I mean, Eddie and Kurt. Jeez. Yeah, even with a no contest then, it's like, it's great, yeah. but yeah. you just minutes, know that... 12 just minutes of Eddie and Kurt. Minutes. You just know there's a 12-minute headlock with Big Show and Luther Reigns. Oh, God. And then Eddie gets up. caught with a chair or something. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, that's, SmackDown. That's such a horrendous... Because they advertised it as an anniversary show. Did they? So it wasn't just like, oh, so it happens to be our fifth anniversary. It was Yeah, no. Apparently they promoted it as such, and... God almighty. So... <laughs> Having a look at the uh, PWI, not PWI, sorry, uh, Wrestling Observer Awards, which you can see a video of us reacting to and picking our own awards on the YouTube channel right now. But looking through those over the years, looking at Worst Weekly Show, at this point in time, Thursday Night Smackdown was actually the worst show, quote-unquote. Was it? It was, which was surprising. I mean, it's probably not surprising when you look at that card. Yeah, I mean, you've, if you've got people like Eddie, Angle, Taker, yeah. Rey Mysterio, it shouldn't be. Yeah, but it's it's Eddie and Big Show, and yeah. Kurt and Luther Reigns, and... Also, the champion is JBL. I mean, yeah. Who didn't appear, for some reason, because, of course, why would your champion appear on his fifth anniversary show? Have champion on, like, probably the biggest show they've had for five years, so... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, one other thing that blew me away. So obviously everyone knows New Japan as like the land of the best wrestling in the world at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they were handed worst promotion of the year that year. Ooh. And I think they got it for a couple of consecutive years. So was this during the Dark Hulk Hogan days? Of New it Japan? could. I, mean, I don't know much about New Japan in the early 2000s, to be completely Not honest. Nor do I. That's why it blew me away. But I, th- I, I think it's just interesting to see like what a promotion can do to their reputation in such a short amount of time. Well, I mean, I can imagine that TNA wasn't anywhere near being the worst promotion. Not at this point. Give it a couple of years. Exactly. So it works both ways. Yeah. If New, if New Japan can change their reputation from being one of the worst to one of the best, and TNA can go from one of the best to one of the worst, then it's quite remarkable that WWE consistently middle ground with a lot of fun <laughs> yeah i mean they're getting the worst now but i think a lot of places have just picked up their picked up the slack and they've gone crazy with it so i mean the big dog in the yard always gets targeted like that so it's understandable but i mean it's a double-edged sword you just have to look at roman reigns to see how big dogs gets to de- <laughs> big dogs get targeted yeah <laughs> oh dear i've left my words then <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we'll edit around it I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. But <laughs> who cares about fifth anniversary shows? Yeah. Because this was, oh, that was the night before, by the way, this show. So big shoes to, to follow after that one. Oh, yeah. So we yeah, opened. Big shoes to fill with <laughs> Eddie and Kurt and Big Show and Luther Reigns. In a 12 minute no contest. Yes, big shoes. Literally, we opened... big show. very big shoes. <laughs> we open we open with a promo package teasing who will face Jarrett uh, for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship at Victory Road 
asking if it'll be Jeff Hardy, Monty Brown, or someone from the outside. And again, lingering on that outsiders thing. The outside is how they said it. <laughs> yeah. The outside. Winks at the camera. <laughs> Zoom in. Uh, and then we get a strange new opening that's quite it's quite long. Um there's a there's a thing and so I picked up on a couple of things in it. So one of the signs that someone held up it said TNA tickets, fifteen dollars, three hour journey, seventy-five dollars, seeing AJ Styles, priceless. I mean, it still applies today, doesn't it? That person paid ninety dollars to watch this show. Just remember <laughs> that as we go through it. <laughs> Uh, yeah um but yeah it's it's interesting to see where aj is at this point like being treated like that Mm. wow i didn't think he was at this point to be completely honest i Mm. thought he was still like x he is x division still but i didn't realize that he's being pushed as like the biggest thing in the company at this time i just thought he was being pushed as the biggest thing in the x division yeah i guess it's like because he's just a homegrown talent and it's like look what we've done yeah. Um, he probably had an internet wrestling like uh, reputation at this point. Oh, absolutely! Like early days of the IWC, he definitely would have been like the yeah. guy. He would have been mm. everyone's favorite. Yeah, he would have been like the Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But the intro shows Jarrett, who's dressed as a magician, and he's in a Roman Coliseum <laughs> <laughs> at Universal, uh, I think, and he's getting people to take pictures of him. Yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, there was Team Canada, <laughs> there was Monty Brown, Jeff Hardy, AJ, who I love, is shirtless, in gear, posing in front of the Universal, like, spinning <laughs> statue thing. I love that. Doing his full-on, like, yeah. outstretched arm pose and everything. Uh, Raven, who we haven't seen yet. Hmm. I didn't even know he was here yet or not. So, I I did know that he was there. I Well, I knew that he was around at this time because pre few months before this at one of the pay-per-views he was having a program with cm punk mm-hmm. uh and punk was like his disciple kind of yes thing. we haven't seen him yet no which is not weird because he gets referenced in this one but it almost seemed like they were trying not to reference him before he's not that's the thing they they put him in all of like when they do these video packages for who the world title contenders are he's always in them mm. but then nobody mentions them when they cut promos Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe it's a good sign that it's going to be him. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe. Or maybe uh, it's a bad sign that he's just not there. <laughs> yeah. He's he's stuck on a roller coaster. Yeah. But we also get we get Abyss uh, stood in a waterfall. <laughs> um, and then we get, finally, we are shown three live crew of Road Dog, a.k.a. BG James, mm. who calls himself B. Jizzle. Yes, yes. Uh, Ron Killings and Conan, uh, all dressed in mafia gear, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah, they didn't look like they fit, to be honest. No, I have no idea why they were in mafia gear. It doesn't seem to fit the gimmick because we see them later on, and it doesn't fit their gimmick at all. But um, yeah, <laughs> I was highly entertained, regardless. It was like Vince Russo was just like, right, how what can we get these guys to do? Like what what's the limit to this guy what these guys will do for us for money? How can I make them quit? <laughs> yeah. How can I push them away from this company? We're paying them too much. We need them out. What will it take? 
I don't want to be the bad guy that fires them, so let's just push yeah. them off the edge. I presume like they've linked the word crew to mafia, but I just no. Yeah, but it's K R U, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's a big important uh, factor in it. K R U. I don't understand it. The why the name doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Unless it's like three of them, they're performing live and they're a crew. I mean, like, obviously we see later in the show with the music, like Ron Killings performs it, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no one else does. That's true. I really don't know. No. Uh, but the show opens in the impact zone with uh, Larry Zabisco uh, being dragged, kicking and screaming <laughs> off of the Simpsons ride at Universal uh, <laughs> by the tag team champions, Chris Harris, Nina Skipper, uh, and Christopher Daniels and James Storm. Now, yeah. last week, we were told that Daniels and Storm weren't happy uh, with the tag team situation on commentary, uh, having their regular partners win the tag team championships. Obviously, Daniels and Skipper normally being Triple X and Harris and Storm uh, being America's Most Wanted. Yeah. So, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but previously, Dom, you have said that Amazing Red was the best wrestler to wear a do-rag. Since Hogan. Now, since Hogan, yeah. Now, both Chris Harris and James Storm came down to the ring wearing do-rags. Does, are, are either of them contenders for the best ever do-rag wearing wrestler now? Or what do you think? Keep your eyes out on theannouncerstable.com ranking all of the <laughs> do-rag wrestlers of all time. Top 100. Top 100 do-rag wrestlers. <laughs> Even if they've only just worn them once, they'll be on the list. Number 100, Vince McMahon. <laughs> what do you mean, number one? Well, he was ECW champion. Yeah, and WWE champion. But he wasn't wearing a do-rag then, so it doesn't count. Only achievements no. whilst do-ragged count. Oh, so only the do-ragged achievement. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, I think that puts the Amazing Red down a few pegs. Oh, I don't know. It puts James Storm down because he didn't wrestle with it. Yeah, but Chris Harris goes up then because he is holding a championship. He is a tag team champion, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I think Chris Harris might be near the top. Spoilers. And if we are just fully kayfabing this, I mean Hogan dominates. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I might go back on my own. (laughs) Booker T, uh, he wore one for a bit, so there's that. JTG was a tag team champion with a do-rag. There we go. We're, this we is go. a list. We're getting ready. Honestly, keep your eyes out. It's happening. <laughs> uh, but we're informed uh, by Larry that Russo isn't here tonight uh, oh, as he's speaking boo. to potential number one contenders for Jarrett. Boo. Uh, and we see this throughout the show because like, there's, there's a lack of the top stars throughout the show, as you'll see later on. Yeah, it kind of was missing a bit of firepower. Yeah. Uh, we're also informed that Zabisco hates Dusty for some reason <laughs> uh, and says the championship committee won't let him hijack the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, this is touched upon again later, so I won't say too much. And this is yeah. just. No, I was excited. But yeah, America's most wanted and Triple X are mad at each other. They want a match with each other. But Larry says, not happening, but we can have a tag title match tonight. So the main event will be. Harris and Skipper defending against their partners, Daniels and Storm. Just before, obviously, we'll come into the match later, but as a story, what do you think of that? 
Uh, I like it. It's a lot different mm. to literally anything I've ever seen before. I can't remember seeing a story like this in wrestling, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, uh, no. The only the only weird thing about this opening segment to me is, and I don't, I could be completely wrong here. And I, please correct me if I am. I think they announced this match last week. I'm convinced at the end of last week's show they said next week we've got a world tag team title match between Chris Harris and Elix Skipper and blah, blah, blah. did they? I'm certain they did because oh. as, soon, as soon as Larry said, "Well, you you four are going to have a match tonight and it's going to be for the titles," I was like, uh, "What? I already knew that." Oh, I must have missed that. I'm not sure because I seems I very. In my head, I was read. I was like going into this show. All I knew is that there was going to be a tag title match. Yeah. So I, they must have announced it because I knew that, and I haven't oh. watched ahead. I've not. It wasn't in any uh, descriptions, anything. Mm. So I think they've kind of messed it up a little bit. But yeah, that could just be. I could be wrong. The only thing I remember is them saying that Daniels and uh, Storm weren't happy last week. I remember them saying that, but then I think after that they said uh, they're going to have a match next week for the tag titles. Interesting. Interesting. And I feel like it was like a throwaway comment that Mike Tanay said when someone was like entering or something. Hmm. I don't know. I might have to go back and watch it. (laughs) But I'm I'm fairly fairly certain. But I like the story a lot. Yeah, no, like WWE love a good, oh, the tag teams are falling apart. They're going to... But I've never seen anything like this. The closest I've seen was... 2019 Royal Rumble, um, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable were the tag champs. And they, so one half of the revival and one half of AOP were injured. Mm. So the other oh, two halves yeah. faced them. Yeah. But they never said what it was for. They never said if the titles were on the line. They didn't pull the trigger on it regardless. So it wasn't a full story, was it? It's like, yeah. this is one of their main championship storylines. Yeah. Well, it was on a pre show as well. So, oh, well. There you go. There you are. Um, but yeah, Bobby Roode clearly taking his stories over from TNA and pitching them to Vince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For six, whatever. <laughs> 17 years? 15 years later, yeah. <laughs> I remember what I did in 2004. <laughs> Vince, I've got a hell of a story for you. TNA <laughs> did in 2004. I'm listening. <laughs> let, me, let me send you the Fight TV link. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you think Vince knows about Fight TV? I don't think Vince knows about normal TV. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Vince thinks that Raw is the only thing that's ever shown on TV. It's just a 24-hour Raw stream. Stephanie just sits him down in front of a cardboard box filled with cats, and that's it. <laughs> Keeps him entertained. Keeps <laughs> just starts throwing things when he wants to change the channel. <laughs> but our first match is... Uh, Gerald Clark versus the X Division champion PT Williams with Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the exact same first note Scott Demore has had his coffee again. <laughs> yep, Scott Demore has had his coffee. He is <laughs> pumped up he, and ready to he's go. He's screaming, and I love it. Oh, he's so good. Uh, commentary mentioned that Williams has Styles in his sights, and it's weird. Because Styles has not mentioned being interested in the X Division title. He hasn't done anything to pursue this. The only thing that's happened between them is Petey Williams jumping AJ. AJ hasn't done anything. Mm, Petey Williams, the champion, is chasing his challenger. Yeah, It's bizarre. Why does Petey Williams have AJ Styles in his sights? Why hasn't AJ Styles got Petey Williams in his sights? 
Yeah. And why isn't it the other way around? <laughs> it's so weird. Like, yeah. why is AJ not desperate to win the X-Vision title? I commented on this last week. First week, we said he got jumped, but he didn't care. He wanted to team with Jeff Hardy. Like, AJ is so uninvolved in this story. Yeah, it's it's almost like they know they're just going to have a good match. They don't really care yeah. about building a story. They want they want as many people to think that AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the company as they can. Yeah. So they're just like, ah, he doesn't need to build anything. We'll just say that Pete's chasing him. He doesn't matter. Yeah. But we, of course, saw Jarrell Clark back in our first week. Uh, he was with Mikey Bats against uh, Kazarian and Michael Shane. Uh, and commentary set this match up as like it's being Clark six thirty against Williams as uh, Canadian Destroyer, which hmm. Clark feels like a jobber. So giving yeah. him a six thirty and like a finisher is weird. Yeah, and they kept calling him Mister Six Thirty. Yeah, which Ricochet is rolling in his <laughs> well at this point in his nursery, but. <laughs> yeah. um... But then yeah. it's like they keep they're pushing him as Mr. 630, but you know he's not gonna win and you know you're not gonna see the 630. Yeah. yeah. I don't only... think the match on, uh, the I don't think the title was online either in this. No, it wasn't. Um I'm certain it wasn't. But to start the match, Clark sends Williams to the outside with a Hurricane Rana, uh, Hurricane Rana and Williams gathers himself uh taking counsel from Team Canada and the crowd begins to chant USA. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Clark is in control until Damore trips him with the hockey stick, allowing Williams to hit him with a face buster. Uh, and then we into, go into a break. Uh, and this time, the breaks were a lot smoother. Hmm. Yeah. Like, he yeah, down they're... and then went to a break. We come back, they're in a headlock. It's natural. They trans- transitioned it a lot better. Yeah. We see that a lot happened in the break, but that's fine. That's better than, oh, I'm about to hit a drop kick. Quick, we're going to break. No. And it, I really like that they showed what happened during the break. Yes, no, that is good. Yeah. That, production is getting better week on week. Yeah. yeah, they're obviously learning every week. Yeah, which is progress. To say they've been doing this show for about five months now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we come back from the break to see even more involvement from Team Canada. Scott Demore throwing punches on Clark. Mm. Um, yeah. Not sure how the referee missed that. Um, he's Canadian. Scott Demore being the world's loudest man. <laughs> the ref could be Canadian. But hopefully. Maybe. Uh, if we've got a crooked Canadian ref, I'm all on board. That'd be great. If it's Earl Hebner, I'm not on board. What? What's wrong with Earl? Because he screwed Brett and he's Canadian. Uh, Brett screwed Brett. Well, that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Clark gets back into the match with some flying kicks, a springboard uppercut, and then fisherman suplex. Uh, Divine and Young get onto the apron to distract Clark, allowing Williams uh, back into the match, hitting a Russian leg sweep before the Canadian uh, destroyer to pick up the win. Weird match. What did you make of Jarrell Clark? So, he obviously is athletic. He yeah. can do, He can do the kind of X-Division stuff. So he can mm. springboard, he can do the dives. He doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be around for very long. Yeah. yeah. He's not, like, he didn't strike me as a star. And I know no. that's such a, like, cliche thing to say. 
No, but he's got basic trunks. He's got he's got. There's nothing about him, and they don't sell you about him. Like he can do a six thirty. Okay, but what is he? Who is he? Yeah. Then I can do a six thirty though. <laughs> That's basically Ricochet in WWE. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm sad. <laughs> I know what you mean. He's like, can you remember like the old WWE games where it was like the creator wrestler was like the generic mm. guy? Yeah, he's like the generic bold guy with black tights. He goes to make himself, and it's like, oh, I'm already oh, here. I'm, I'm here. They, they were ready for me. There <laughs> were a few... to WWE confirmed. <laughs> he's been there since SmackDown versus Raw 2006. <laughs> uh, there were a few things I liked in this match. Mm-hmm. First one was when Petey Williams first took control, like 10 seconds into the match or something. Yeah. He, oh, he screams, oh, Canada. He put his foot on Jarrell Clark and just screamed, oh, Canada. And I love that. Yeah. And that got the crowd hot once again. Yeah. this Is this the first time we've seen the X Division title belt as well? It is. Because yeah. I was fuming last week they didn't have it. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's like, finally it's here. What do you think of the design? Uh, it's not my favourite. It's not great. No, it's just like... the. But it normal, does the job. It's, it's functional. It's functional <laughs> as a title belt. Let's, <laughs> if you want to word it that way. It's a belt that has a red X on it. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think the X Division title, it sounds cliche, but it, what it represents is so much more important because that that is the division that puts impact on the map. It makes them different yeah. from WWE. And uh, I'll, we are in for a treat when it comes to X Division title designs. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The one, the belt after this was mm. growing up like my favorite belt well, design. I loved it. Well, well, I mean, when, when we when we actually get it, I don't know. I was gonna say we could be a while off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if the belt wasn't on the line this match, but I don't think Clark's gonna be anywhere near it anytime soon. Uh, Team Canada celebrate after uh, the match. And it looks like Scott Damore beats down Jarrell Clark behind his back. <laughs> we can't really see. Uh, and there's a sign that someone's holding up that says, yes. "ATWs equals Stevo." Yeah, right. I wrote that down as well, and I was going to bring it up if you didn't. What yeah. does that mean? I'm not sure. Does it mean like he's a mentalist like Stevo? I really don't know. Well, he's not. No, he doesn't. He doesn't do the. So that was what I thought. Is he like? A, a jackass kind of guy who jump off stuff and no, he's not. He's like a sound <laughs> technical wrestler who can do a and destroyer. Yeah, he's like what? He doesn't even look like him. Yeah, some signs. Someone writes them, and no one will ever know the story of them. <laughs> uh, after the match, we see a highlights package of AJ Styles. Uh, the highlight of which being an enziguri to Jarrett's guitar, but forget all that. <laughs> the music, did you notice? It was, it was again the get the drum beat to get ready to fly, wasn't it? But there was lyrics. Yeah, it was. They the, weren't. I am, I am. Exactly. Yes, the I am, I am. I noticed. I was like, oh, we're getting closer. It's coming. <laughs> I got very excited. I popped. Far too hard for the words <laughs> "I am, I am." So, but I just, uh, have you no. seen have you seen the wrestling film Nacho Libre? I have. Can you remember the main song from Nacho Libre? <laughs> no. Okay, so it's literally just a little like Spanish Mexican voices going "I am, I am." 
Right. I am, I am. So is that what AJ is coming out to next week? <laughs> I really hope so. Is that uh, the best I mean, thing about that film? WWE ECW had uh, Nacho Libre show up, so why can't they? Did they, they really? Did. You know how, so I don't know if you know about EC, the ECW zombie. Yeah. So, like, they would have a recurring thing where someone stupid would come out, yeah. but then the Sandman would beat them with a cane, drink a beer, his not-good music plays, and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah. And one week, it was Nacho Libre. Was it? It was, but it wasn't called Nacho Libre, obviously. He was called something else, oh. but it was Nacho Libre. If it was um, Jack Black, that'd be amazing. It, if it was, it would be. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> Because WWE cannot afford Jack Black, even then. <laughs> they probably can't now. Oh, they definitely can't now. <laughs> How about Bad Bunny? Do you know what, though? He sells merch. He, oh my god, he does. Wow. He sells a lot of merch. I was going to say, people make fun of him, but like, if we were from like a Latin background, we'd probably be popping oh, hard for it. Yeah, if we knew what he was singing about. <laughs> if we knew what was going on, we'd be having a great time. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that he's had to ruin Damien Priest. Oh, God. Or did Damien Priest already ruin... We're not going down this tangent. Let's not assess Damien Priest. Me and you have had conversations about Damien Priest before, and none of them are good. No. No. (laughs) I was about to start ranting about Raw again then. No. Stop it. No. Move on. (laughs) We get an ad saying that three live crew are up next. Yeah. Uh, they are described as actually being in the house. Mm. Uh, oh, the house. And my note was, thank you, Lord, who on, or- who on earth put this stable together. Somebody bored. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody that realised they had three guys that had no creative for. Mm. So obviously, Ron Killings and Road Dog were together in WWE in 2000. Mm. Um... Very brief, obviously, with Ron Killings being here now, being cup, he's won the NWA title at this point. Um, not sure why they followed it up and then thought, you know what, this is missing Conan. <laughs> and you know what, we need to call him Three Live Crew. Yes, we do, because that makes sense. But Crew is spoke with spoke K R U, of course. K R U, like Krusty Krab. <laughs> but uh, oh, that'd be amazing. If if Mr. Krabs was the back <laughs> the manager. Oh my god. I mean Road Dog and Krusty Krabs promo off. Now we're talking. <laughs> um but they will be facing who come out first, Mike Hannigan and Marcus Dillon. So I tried to Google the jobbers because Yeah. Look at the state of them. Yeah. Um, I think so I know I, what you're gonna say. Googled Mike Hannigan. I think I know what you're gonna say. And no. that was the name of Paul Rudd's character in yeah. Friends. Yes, it was. And I, you know what? I didn't need to Google that because I already knew it. I as have never watched Friends. As, whoa! Okay, you need to. Watch The um, Mandalorian, watch Wimbledon, true. and watch Friends. In that order. <laughs> no, mix them up. <laughs> um, but yeah, these guys looked like jobbers from the moment they entered. Mm-hmm. Like They don't even get halfway down the ramp before Ron Killings and Conan stopped making their entrance. Yeah, and one of them looked like the B-Tech version of Spike Dudley, I think. Yeah, they didn't look great. I don't know which one it was. 
they've picked up two random jobbers here who don't tag together and gone, yeah, go ahead. We'll see yeah, if you're any go good. Just get uh, in the ring. Let's go on. Spoilers, they aren't. No, not great. <laughs> um, but yeah, Killings is rapping his own music at this point as well, which is quite interesting. Um, not live, but recorded, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they weren't in the Mafia outfits that we saw earlier. That would have been great. No. So um, I did a little Googling as mm-hmm. to why, why these three were put together. Right. And I couldn't find much. There wasn't mm-hmm. much background on why, but I did find uh, it says that they were put together to have three different races together in a state. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Is that where we're going with this? So BG James was being pushed as the trailer park gangster. These are all Makes the names. Sense. These were the names that they were given, by the way. Right. Uh, Ron Killings is known as the truth. Yep. Or the suntan Superman. Oh, stop. Oh, no. Thank you, Russo. Yeah. And Conan, I think, has the best one. I'm scared. Uh, Conan was Magic Stick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting. No, it doesn't. So BG James, Trailer Park Gangster, you could kind of get. Ron Killings, yep. The Truth, obviously. The Truth Conan, makes sense. Don't like the other Conan. bit. No, no, no. We're not going to mention that bit again. Conan, Magic Stick. I mean, Russo probably knows something that I don't, but I don't know where they got that from. I've got no idea, and it's probably some old like WCW inside joke. That I don't oh know. god, yeah, it oh. is. And he's popped the boys, and it's like, okay, great. What's that done yeah. for your ratings? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Conan gets on the mic and asks where the dogs are at, which yeah. the crowd then proceed to bark. So surprised they got involved. Where are the dogs? Where are the dogs at? <laughs> That's uh, a heavy dog theme. <laughs> there is. Uh, he then pumps up the crowd in Spanish, uh, which I thought he was going to give us a full-blown promo, but no, it was just a short, like, three seconds, which I suppose would normally be filled by BG James, but we're yeah. told he isn't here because his house was damaged in some way with a hurricane in Pensacola, Florida. Um, yeah. We know he's okay, so that's good. Yeah, we're uh, all right talking about it because we know that he's fine. Yes. Um <laughs> I think this group probably needs him as a mouthpiece because I think Truth's a good promo now, but I don't think he would be at this point. Uh, I don't think Conan got the crowd pumped, but I don't think he's great on the mic either. So no, it, it needs it needs Road Dog there. I think yeah, yeah, which is uh, an odd sentence to say. There aren't many things that need Road Dog, but this is. <laughs> <laughs> This is one uh, of the very few things in life that need a road dog. It's the new age outlaws, and it's these, and that's it. Maybe that's why Conan was asking where the dogs are. Oh, because he's in, I know where he is. He's in Pensacola. There we. Why didn't anyone tell Conan? I can say if Don West had gone up and gone, excuse me, road dog. Yeah, he's he's in Pensacola, lad. <laughs> Conan's just been walking around all day asking people where the dogs are. Just no one will tell him where road dog. Does is. anyone know where my dog is? Excuse me, have you seen Road Dog? No, sorry, stop, mate. Stop barking at me. <laughs> I want to know where my friend is. This isn't a gimmick. Please stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but the match starts. Conan uh, begins doing some technical wrestling with one of the jobbers, and it mm. just does not look great. Really? I, I didn't mind it. 
I really didn't like it, especially technical wrestling in sweatpants doesn't work for me. You need to be Zack Sabre Jr., Daniel Bryan, tights. Oh, Oh, you've just said his name. Exactly. You know what I mean? Conan looks sloppy. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I thought I didn't mind it. And this is where we're told that the matches for Victory Road will begin to be announced next week. Uh, And they start hinting that um, Ron Killings, or Truth, I'm just going to call him Truth because he's called the Truth. Um, He's a potential for the title picture. Uh, He's held the title already twice. And it's weird to see where he is now compared to how he's being billed here. Yeah, he doesn't look like somebody that's going to be challenging for the world title anytime soon, let's be honest. No, he's a good wrestler. Like, I, I enjoy his oh, work. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in um, a generality. Oh. As well, in, the, like... in the gimmick that he's in now, mm. he doesn't look like somebody that's going to be challenging. Well, it's like we love Team Canada. If Johnny Devine challenged Jeff Jarrett at Victory Road, we'd be a bit confused. Yeah, because he's not the one that's being pushed as the guy that could. It's Bobby Roode that is. Yeah. But also, you look at where Truth is today as well, and that's as far from the title picture as you can get. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it shows his versatility. Like, he can do a bit of everything. He's obviously talented. Oh, yeah. talented. And he looks exactly the same now. as (laughs) He has not aged a day. He has not changed at all. It's bizarre. If you've told me that this was 2021 just with the worst camera, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> 2021, but uh, we've left the cameras at home. We'll phone, we're filming this on our phones. Yeah, we'll do it on a Nokia 3320. <laughs> uh, Conan wipes out Dylan with rolling thunder, and then he goes to throw Hannigan over the top rope. Oh. Hannigan botches it hard and just bounces off the rope before like just falling through the middle rope. Yeah, he just threw himself <laughs> at the ropes, didn't he? Like, oh, it was so bad. It like, like, have you seen the videos of Enzo Amore? No, Enzo was doing it. Enzo died. Oh, he almost snapped his neck. No, that was one of them, but he had a few oh. of them where he just couldn't go over the top, he'd just be thrown into them. Oh, dear. And then there was the one where he nearly snapped his neck. Yeah. Which was bad. But yeah, this looked really bad. Like, this was the point where I gave up on these jobbers. It's like, right, nope. Nope. If you can't go over the top rope, don't bother. Yeah. they. We're never going to see these two again. Oh, God, no. Um, yeah, they look like they've been brought in just to trial if they're any good, and they're just not. No. Um, thanks for coming, guys. Here's your $20 now. Yeah, thanks for putting three live crew over. See you in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, killing hits a splits pedigree uh for the win which is like i saw him setting off her pedigree i was like oh and then he hits a splits in the middle of it and i'm like oh they call it the lie detector oh i didn't notice what they called it thank you yeah so they called it the ah, lie detector. truth very good yeah yeah which i again i thought was good and again i was like you i thought why is he he's gonna hit a pedigree like yeah. okay but the splits was mad it looked really good and you can see why they don't let him use it in wwe because uh if you use anything that looks like a pedigree and they kick out, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't be having that. <laughs> um, but overall, um, I didn't I didn't like Conan in this match. I don't know what it is. I couldn't get behind him. He's only, he's 40 at the time. 
Um, and if you take into account now that our truth is 49, you can see which one of them aged better. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't, I personally didn't mind Conan. I, I didn't like his technical stuff. I just didn't think it looked smooth or great. It looked awkward to me. Um, very, did you know? I don't know if this is just because of his age or something. He was very like round shouldered, his shoulders were hunched. Yeah, he's a very tall man to say that because yeah. he used to wrestle lucha, but he's very tall. He's almost too tall for it. Yeah, it was it um, looked a bit awkward. I know what you mean by that, but I, I just looked past it, I think. I mean, the fact that the jobbers they were wrestling weren't great probably doesn't help. So I'm willing to give him benefit of the doubt for this week. But if he's this, if I don't know, I've got a funny feeling that I'm not going to get on board with Conan's push <laughs> if it is indeed coming. Um, don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're then shown a recap of Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett's feud, hinting at the fact that it might be Hardy versus Jarrett at uh, Victory Road. Uh, and then we see a highlight package from the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. A lot of guitar shots, a lot of him just dressed as a magician. <laughs> and then he comes out for his promo. And commentary continued to talk about the outsider. Yeah, and this week, no elite guard. No, weird one week gimmick. They they came out, did nothing, not seen next week. And the thing is, they didn't even get involved in the match. They did nothing. What's the point of them? If they're not even going to be there next week, what's the point? And it would have made all the sense in the world if they worked for Jarrett to be out for this moment because of what happened. Exactly, be there to protect him. Right. Um, but Jarrett says he's tired of waiting for his number one contender and demands an answer today for his victory road opponent, saying that he'll take on anyone. He then says that he would even take on an outsider before flicking a toothpick at the camera. <laughs> much like one Scott Hall or Razor Ramon. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he came I out know. with a toothpick and I was like, I know what you're going to do with that, lad. And he did it. <laughs> I noticed how he he went outside uh, again and then stared at the camera. I didn't realise the little toothpick. Yeah, he takes a toothpick out of his mouth and flicks it at the camera, almost to bash you over the head with it even harder. Yeah. I mean, I'm Um, sorry I I brought it up in week one. I I think by week two, I'd have gone, hang on, I'm an idiot. I know what this is. Uh, (laughs) And if the toothpick wasn't enough, like... Everything else, just every time they say outsiders, they can't use another word for it. No. And um, every time they say the word outsider, it's paused on for like yeah. 10 seconds just to like, okay, we're going to drop this la- uh, drop this word and then we're going to let that lie and mm. now we'll carry on. But I, I didn't mind the toothpick thing just because I really like Razor Ramon, like classic Razor Ramon. Yeah. Uh, and I like the reference, but I'm dreading 2004 Razor Ramon because I know that like, so I've listened to the audiobook version of Death of WCW. He was a mess in 2000. I can only imagine how much of a mess he was in 2004. This is pre like DDP coming to save his life. Yeah, it's probably going to make for quite grim viewing. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Like I know Nash is all right at this stage, but <sighs> it'd probably be worse viewing for us watching this. And him not being all right at the minute, but yeah, thankfully, thankfully he's okay. He's good at the minute, so we can watch it 
and much like Road Dog's house, know that he's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, like we know he gets a lot better as well. Thankfully, um, like looking at this, actually, I was thinking about it. Has anyone who we've seen on screen passed? Because obviously, we know what wrestling's like. Yeah. The only person I can think of is Dusty. Yeah, that's probably the only one I can think. And we've when, when we've been um, talking about the jobbers, I've been. When I've been Googling them, I have been making sure to check that it's like they're not passed away. We make fun of them. Yeah, we don't want to make fun of somebody that passed away, but like, thankfully, nobody so far. We're on a good run. Yeah. So far. So far. (laughs) Uh, But Jarrett demands that Russo comes out, but he's met with Monty Brown uh, with his definitely bootleg disturbed music. I just want to jump in. Yep. Why did Jarrett call out Vince Russo when it's already been made clear that he's not there? Russo, hop in the car, get down here. But that's just... I don't know. He's just... <laughs> didn't get it. It's like the very first thing that, that Larry Zabisco said on the show is, Vince Russo's not here tonight. He's working on the world title picture. Oh, Jeff Jarrett doesn't out. watch TNA. Jarrett comes out and is like, Vince Russo, get out here now. He He just gets told when to show up and he comes out and he's like, Russo, come out. And it's like, he's not here. It's like, send out Monty Brown. Stuff it. Go for it. Um, But yeah, Monty Brown comes out with his bootleg disturbed music. Uh, (laughs) It's, uh... They haven't even tried to hide it. It's just a soundbite from that that song. It's, It's crazy that not only did they get away with it then, but it's somehow still up. Surely they had to pay Disturb some money for that. I love it. It's, uh, do you know what? Oh, I, I love it. it. But how on earth did they get away with it? I've got no idea, but fair play. <laughs> Monty is also wearing uh, a questionable coat once again. I don't know if you're on board with this one or not. I'm on board with anything Monty wears. Wow. I'm a big Monty Brown guy. I know what 2004 fashion looks like. You might regret that statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have the right to retract that statement in the future. Uh, but Brown claims that he is Jarrett's next opponent. He says not to worry about Raven or Jeff Hardy. Does Jeff's little dance? Yeah, uh, yeah. kind of. He did, he did Raven's pose as well. Oh, did he? I missed that. Yeah, he did Raven's pose and he did Abyss's pose. Yeah, and he called B- Abyss constipated, which. Yeah. Would anyone do that about Kane or The Undertaker? So, I think the reason he did is because of Abyss's pose. Yeah. Where he like, puts his arms together and looks like he's squeezing. Mm. So and I it makes a party pyro noise when it does it as well. I kind of get it. I get it, but should you bury your monster like that? Uh, if he, if Abyss ends up pinning him, then it's, it'll be alright, but who knows. That would be a good match. Although, would it... <laughs> I don't know if he can pounce Abyss. He could pounce whoever he wants to pounce. <laughs> I suppose he can. He I, would, I, would def- I would defend Monty Brown. to the He's going to pounce the impact zone. I hope so. Uh, Jarrett says that Brown is an ex-jock that didn't make it in the NFL before saying that this is his mountain and he is the king of it before slapping Brown. They trade punches before security and referees try and break them up. And then Dusty wanders out looking confused. Why did he say that he didn't make it in the NFL when he did, first off? Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
he made it further than Brock did. Well, and yeah. But at this point, Brock we didn't Brock. know that Brock was going to the NFL. Has he not had his tryout yet? Oh, yeah, he has. No, you're yeah. right. At the start of the, that season. Wow. Yeah, so Brock didn't make it. Monty did. Uh, and yeah, Dusty, Dusty looks lost. Yeah. <laughs> like he just wanders out looking all confused. And then we go to an advert. And I'm just like, is, is Dusty okay? Um, <laughs> we come back, Larry and Dusty are at ringside. Larry says that Dusty cannot hijack the show. Dusty appeals for Hardy to get a return match against Jarrett, showing once again that he cares more about this than Jeff does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why we does Dusty care so much? We need to get him on board with AJ Styles to try and get the X Division match built up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no one actually wants to be in matches, but everyone else <laughs> can push it for them. <laughs> yeah, Dusty's just the main the main hype man for every match. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's so weird. Um this, but Larry, by way, this by the way was my favorite segment of the show. I was confused, but I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it so much. Yeah. Larry says that another member of the championship committee will be here next week to talk some sense into Dusty, uh, which he instantly deduces will be Quotes that low life Terry Funk and saying that he will kick his booty. <laughs> <laughs> what a promo from Dusty! <laughs> oh. Oh, I, love, I love that they didn't even try and make it sound like, oh, who's this committee member going to yes. be? Like, that is Terry Funk. <laughs> low life Terry Funk. I'll kick his booty. <laughs> um. As much as whatever Dusty is saying is nonsense 90% of the time, I love it. He's so captivating. So, when the segment ended, he just carried on talking as well. Yeah, it felt like no one was going to stop him. And the very start of this was the best, when he was just chanting Hardy. Yeah, yeah. It's Hardy. So weird. Is Jeff not here? Like, can they not afford him this week? I don't know. He's probably doing some painting somewhere. Well, uh, it felt like it was going to be one of those situations where you always get them in WWE, where like the champion will come out and cut, cut a promo, and then one contender comes out, and then the next comes out, and then the next come out, and it's like, we'll have a six-man tag. Yeah, smack But no, just Monty. <laughs> Monty's the only one that cares. He's the only one who's bothered to show up this week. He's the only one that's actually challenged Jeff as well. You know what that means, though? What? He's not in the meeting with Russo. Oh, yeah, I guess. But then also... They're going to wreck on it, but I'm thinking too far ahead. I'm giving them too much credit, but it seems like he's not in the meeting. Because of the next segment, I think you are, because if he wasn't in the meeting... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Neither was somebody else. (laughs) Are you speaking of one Frankie Capone? (laughs) I might be. (laughs) But next, we are shown a highlight package of Abyss, uh, with him potentially attacking two women, uh, but it doesn't show that. <laughs> in the ring, by the way. Yeah, Not outside was, of a ring, just for context. Well, it's weird no matter where it happens, I think. Yeah, but it's probably best to, to qualify that this wasn't just like candid footage. Instead, he just did it at work. This wasn't him just beating up a woman in the street. This was... Two women. Two, two women, sorry, in the street. This was him in the <laughs> ring. And that pr- so apparently they're going to be trained wrestlers, so I'd have thought they'd have been okay. 
it was just really weird that we didn't get any context to seeing this man just attack two women. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and then after the package of seeing Abyss just annihilate people, a very upbeat Frankie Capone with a huge purple hat comes out. My first note is, oh dear, poor Frankie. Uh, upon, upon my first Google, I found out that he was Al Capone's brother. Yep, so did I, which was a uh, big turn up for the books. Yeah, before realising maybe it's not him. Yeah. Uh, had a deeper dive into Cage Match. Capone is uh, 45 years old, currently. Uh, he was Larit- Lariato Pro Wrestling, uh, which is the company that Big Cass recently appeared in, oh, tag okay. team champion with Storm Thomas in 2019 but lost the titles to the Good Brothers in September. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Around somewhat. He wrestled the Good Brothers in September. That's mad. That's crazy. So he must be... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, that Lariato's got something to do with TNA? I think the Good Brothers own it in some capacity. Okay. I think it's theirs. He's still somewhat around. Yeah, at age 45. Which actually, on reflection, isn't as old as I think it is. No, no. I just think of like my dad's like around forty-five, but like AJ Styles is also like forty-three. So, yeah, I guess it's quite weird. Wrestling um, age is like some. I didn't realize how old Big E was until the other day. Yeah, Shayna Baszler's forty. What? Yeah. Is she really? She's forty. As if you just dropped that bomb. Right. Uh, wrestlers don't age properly. Mental. Um, but yeah, as of December this year, he became the NAWA Tag Team Champion with a different partner, Logan Creed. So yeah, I saw that when I googled him, and oh. I misread it as NWA. So I thought, oh, no, I don't think he's quite in the NWA. Yeah, um, I mean, I really got confused because I was like, he's he's NWA Tag Team Champion, and then it was like, oh no, it's NAWA. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's somewhat relevant still. He's probably one of the most active jobbers that we've seen so far. I mean, fair play to him. He's he's got a a good lineage in the Capone family. Well, yeah, it's it goes back generations. Um, <laughs> Capone jumps Abyss before the bell, uh, but Abyss no sells it. Turns around and Capone proper comedy sells the fear. Runs the ropes before getting wiped out with a clothesline. Uh, and then Abyss hits a move. I don't know what it's called. It's like a Samoa drop, but like a backbreaker. Uh, he's got a name for it. Um, I couldn't find it. Um, like, I remember it because he's like a torture rack. It's like, a, I think he calls it a torture rack buster or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Um, I just made that up. But he uses it throughout his TNA run, but it has yeah. a name. I can't remember it. Capone sells it like he's having a fit. <laughs> like he's shaking his legs um, yeah. before a black hole slam. Thank you, ma'am. Abyss wins in 53 seconds. Again, I love the black hole slam. It's yeah, great. very good. Um, Capone's probably my second favorite jobber we've seen so far. Second? You know. Oh, oh okay. So, the one um, and only Brian O. My notes have Brian O in them because he was in the video package for Abyss. What? Yes, he was. His match from the first episode that we, we covered, 
was in the video package. Oh, the glorious return of Brian L. Yeah. It, it made me pop. It made me write a note and everything. <laughs> if we never see him again, I will be disappointed, but I won't be surprised. He's probably the person that's got over with us most. Oh, gotcha. Comfortably. Absolutely. He's become like a little it's, inside joke now. It's him, Eric Prids, and Larry Zabisco. <laughs> yeah, and Pokemon out every week. Well, yeah. It's it's the stable you never knew you wanted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he's probably the best wrestler we've seen so far that obviously isn't attached with the company. I think he's sold really well for him. Obviously, like selling like a fit, it's obviously it's a bit comedic, but for someone like Abyss, it works. Um, and I yeah. think he sold well with his facials. I think he was really good to say this match only lasted 53 seconds. Yeah, and I've just done a quick Google, and Abyss's move was called the shock treatment. Okay, that makes hey, sense. There you go. I, it was annoying me that I couldn't remember it, so I had a little... Yeah. Uh, but no, this match, it did what it needed to do. Uh, Brino, not Brino. <laughs> Frankie Capone did what he needed to do. Yep. He... Yeah, I agree. He's probably my favourite jobber so far. Besides Brian. Yeah. But... Oh, well, I suppose Brian isn't a jobber in our hearts. No. How dare you? <laughs> um, but with 12 minutes of the show left, it's time for the main event. With a 30-minute time limit. Yeah. So the match is Wildcat Chris Harris and Primetime Elix Skipper versus Christopher Daniels and Cowboy James Storm. Uh, at the top of the show, they mentioned the match. The matches, uh, the title matches, are given a thirty-minute time limit. I appreciate that, but the show's only forty-two minutes long. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't think Larry's in trouble here. They do address it though. Yeah, they do, and it made me hate it more. So yeah. we'll go over it now. So the commentary say that. If the sh- if it uh, ends before, oh sorry, if TV time runs out before the end of the match, then we'll show it at the start of next week. No, hate that. Don't you dare. Hated it. That makes me so angry. You cannot do that. Can you imagine if they did? Can you? I'd be so angry. If you were watching it live and you were like, "Oh, this is a good match. Let's like sit down and watch this," and then it's like, "Oh, to see the end of this match, watch next week." It's like, what? It's- so WCW. It's, it's such a bad idea. So, I don't know if you know about this one. Um, one of the Halloween Havocs that WCW did. Mm. The main event was Goldberg versus DDP. Right. It's a classic match. Um, however, Hogan was on the card earlier against... Oh. oh, I think it was... Oh, it was his match with Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Um, which... Is bad. Yeah. Is, is very bad. Um, warrior no cells. That's every match of Warriors, but <laughs> it's the one where Hulk Hogan tries to throw a fireball in his face and it goes uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that match went far too long and the end of DDP versus Goldberg got cut off. So they had to show it on Nitro for free the next night. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and it just stank of that. Like, I know it's free TV, it's free, whatever, but I really was not happy when they said this might go over to next week. No, it worried me. Yeah. Because, Uh, obviously, we're watching it on Fight TV. We can see how much time's left. Yeah. 
So I was looking at it like, oh no, we've only got like six minutes left and they're not really they're not really going to like the end. <laughs> yeah, I was concerned. Um yeah. another thing that concerned me. Um, um as the match was going on, um I just thought, I swear to God, if this was a plan all along from Christopher Daniels and James Storm, or vice versa, I'm going to be furious. How do you if mean this is a, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. That's why I'd be mad about it. But you know what Russo's like? If it was a swerve where they were like, oh, we, we had this planned all along. We were actually friends. I was prepared okay, yeah. for it. So, I get you. So if after the match they started celebrate, okay, yeah. Yeah. I was okay. prepared for it, and I was angry about it preemptively. <laughs> you got your anger ready. Yeah, because I know who's booking this. Do you know what I was angry about during this match? Is it the thing I'm about to say? Uh, say it, and I'll say yes and no. America's Most Wanted and Triple X make their entrances together, despite not teaming together tonight. That isn't what I was going oh. to say. Do you want to know what I was going to say? What was you going to say? Jeff Hammond. Oh, I was, that was next. Yeah. The only thing I'm mad about with that is that he's coming back in October. And the next episode <laughs> is in October. <laughs> Why isn't he there? Oh, he's got the NASCAR. I want him back. I don't ever. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I really like that they entered with their uh, partners. It didn't sit right with me, but then because of what happens in the match, it made sense. I, and I, I, I thought it made the whole dynamic uh, feel real. Yeah. So you kind of felt like, okay, these two are friends. They're going to come out together, but they don't want to compete together against each other. It, yeah. To me, it just made it feel a little bit more... It made the feud feel a little bit more real. Like yeah. The story felt a bit more real. I make. suppose it also addresses the issue of whose music do you play? Yeah, yeah. Because like four lots of music. Oh god, not even four lots of music. The same music twice, then the yeah. same music twice. Yeah. Or oh, god. one lot of music, then the other, then back to the first, then back. Oh to the god. Other. Yeah. That no, was... actually, this was the only way they could have done it on reflection. Yeah, I liked it. I thought, in fact, my first note for the match was I really liked how they came out together. Mm. Um, but before the match, they're all stood together, the two separate teams slash opposition. Basically, AMW and Triple X are stood together, um, and it's all respectful to start with. But then Skipper jumps Storm straight away uh, before the match, immediately taking control. Um, yeah. Um, then that's when we're reminded that Jeff Hammond is devastatingly gone until the end of September. Yeah, sorry to and, have stolen the spot. No, it's fine. Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. It's the easiest way to make sure you get everything. Um, Skipper throws Storm over the top rope, but he skins the cat, showing the jobber how it's done. Um, Storm takes control with an atomic drop and clotheslines and a clothesline, and then tags in Skipper. Uh, sorry, tag, Skipper tags in Harris. Uh, causing AMW to be the two legal men. And immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. But then they refuse to fight each other. Yeah. Um, and Storm immediately tags out Daniels, allowing us our first look at the Fallen Angel, actually. Yeah, it is, isn't it? In ring. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, 
Um, obviously, this story will be repeated throughout the match, but what do you think of them tagging out, making sure that they don't fight each other? It reminded me of, you know, when you get the um, intergender matches? Yes, that's exactly what I thought. So when you get whoever... There was one on um, AEW with Shaq this past week. Yeah. So whenever... It's very similar to this match. (laughs) I mean, Shaq and James Storm are basically the same person. I was going to say Chris Harris, but... (laughs) Do you know what? So James Storm really impressed me in this match because he did a Hurricane Rana, and I don't think I've ever seen him do a Hurricane Rana before. Yeah, no, good. So... It reminded me, the the way they were tagging in and out reminded me of the the mixed gender matches. Yeah, and it added to the story. So all in all, I didn't I didn't mind it. Yeah, Harrison Daniels get in the ring and immediately lock as the ref does everything he can to make sure he gets in the way. <laughs> like he just kept moving more in the way. Uh, my only criticism, really, so far. Uh, Harris takes control with a clothesline before catching Daniels into a setup power bomb, which is class. Like Daniels flies at him and he just catches him, bang, straight down. Yeah. Uh, Daniels regains control of a drop kick and Nenziguri and tags in Storm, looking for a double team maneuver on Harris, but he refuses to attack his teammate. I really like that. That was good. That was when better than the first one. When Storm's just stood there, yeah, just watching him run the ropes and then hit the elbows. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and then he just lets uh, lets him t- t- tag in Skipper just to make sure that he's not fighting his teammate. Um, I found this dynamic interesting, but if it carried on much longer where they kept going, no, not me, I'm going to tag out. Like I think they reached a sweet, sp- uh, sweet spot where it was like, okay, we get it now. Let's not do this yeah, forever. They kept redoing the spot. I would have been like, okay, lads, let's like. Yeah, I was worried that it was going to get boring fast. But I think they, they timed it probably great. Yeah. Uh, this is when we're told that the ma- if the match goes over TV time, uh, we'll get the conclusion next week. And at the pace it was moving, I was concerned. That's what I mean. So when they said that, I was like, okay, we've only got like five minutes left and we're nowhere near a finish. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to go on here? If we have to sit and wait till next week, yeah, well, we wouldn't. But uh, well, yeah, thankfully, uh, Storm is tagged in by Daniels uh, with Harris still in the ring. Uh, so Storm and Harris are in the ring. Uh, he pushes Harris into Skipper as he's slowly making his way over to force the tag uh, before dominating prime time. And the two men show some incredible kick-based offense and counters, just dodging each other, brilliant stuff. Hmm. Uh, Harris gets in the ring, but Storm lashes out at him. Uh, Skipper grabs a chair to attack Storm, but Harris stops him, and Harris lays him out with a clothesline. I I quite liked that he was defending his teammate. That was a different dynamic that I hadn't thought about. Yeah, so they kind of had the thing where they weren't going to compete against the teammate, but they never had the thing where it was going to be like, protect the teammate. Yeah. Um, Didn't like the oh, I didn't know it was you as I lashed out. Like, who else was it going to be? Yeah. The other guy's your teammate. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, um, I liked the the bit with the chair where he comes in with the chair and he's like, no, you're not doing that. Mm. Um, also makes me think that America's Most Wanted are faces whereas Triple X are heels, which is an yeah. interesting dynamic, but we haven't that's, really been told. That's the kind of 
feel I got from it because Daniels was doing some Healy things, like when he was trying mm-hmm. to force Storm to to hit Harris. It was kind of like AMW were the faces and Triple X were the heels, which was it made the dynamic even better, I think, because they were mixed mixed yeah. heel faces. It's just it, we haven't had too much of an inkling as to which way they uh, go, but this was a good insight. Daniels takes advantage, hitting the best moonsault ever, but he only gets a two. What do you think of the best moonsault ever? Uh, I absolutely love it. Mm. I do. I just think it's perfect for him, really. Yeah. Because it's it's kind of an it's like an indie name, isn't it? Yeah. It's not. It's not exactly like a refined name, but he hits it perfect every single time. Apart so from hard- uh, yeah, he kind of lands on his head. But I don't pass that. <laughs> it's just, I love it, and he's still yeah. doing it today. Mm. Yeah, it's very indie-rific. He's begging WWE not to sign him. Oh god! Uh, yeah. uh, Harris is then thrown to the outside, and Daniels picks up the chair that's still in the ring. Um, it looks like he's trying to move it out of the way. It doesn't look like he's trying to attack anyone. Uh, but Skipper catches him with the chair in hands. But Daniels and him start arguing. Uh, he's pleading his innocence. But this lets Storm hit a super kick to Skipper and pin him for one, two, three new NWA tag team champions in Christopher Daniels and Cowboy James Storm. Yeah, very unexpected. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it was. It's a weird storyline. Um, it was weird to see where it goes. But yeah, this is probably a good progression for it. Yeah, and it does make me think that this is probably gonna be them just bouncing the titles back and forth in this whole they can't get along thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised that you give it a couple of weeks and it'll be Chris Harris and Neelix Skipper have cashed in their rematch clause. Ugh. And then they win the titles back and they, they keep doing it. And the only thing that I can't see where they're going with this is how are they going to eventually get it back onto an actual team? There's only one team who can take it. Are you thinking Team Canada? Team Canada, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, but yeah. Feud, yeah. That's so the thing until, is, right? until the pay per view, they're not, they're not going to be near this feud. Yeah. See, I enjoyed this match, yeah. but I don't. I don't need any more of this story for me. No, I, but I think we're going to get it. Yeah, I want to see America's Most Wanted versus Triple X now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this match built it, but like because they they kept the belts on Daniels and Storm, who aren't partners, they're gonna keep going forward with this whole. These two aren't even a team. Yeah. If you make it a multi-team match, then that's how you get it off them, and then both teams can go back to their normal places. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Unless I just they do some. They're gonna. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna do some weird Vince Russo booking, and it's gonna be like. Whoever uh, gets the pin gets to choose. They'll do a fatal four-way. They'll do a fatal four-way, and whoever gets the pin in the fatal four-way will decide who they want to partner with. It'd be a good match, but it's cheap for the tag titles. Like what WWE did with the New Day and Street Profits, which was gross. I don't know if you remember that. I'd, I'd probably put it to the back of my mind, to be honest. So Kofi and Woods had the... SmackDown tag titles, Street Profits had the Raw tag titles. Oh, yeah. Opposite brands, so they traded the belts, and it's just like, yeah. that's not how that works. It's not the same thing. I remember that. Oh. 
gross, gross yeah. stuff. Um, one thing I did like with this when when um, Skipper is being pinned, um, Daniel's like goes to break it up originally, but then he's like, no, and he stops himself, yeah. which is quite an interesting thing. He sold it so well. He, he's how old would he have been at this? Point? Oh, so he's fifty now. So seventeen years ago, he'd have been so thirty-three. Still, that's like he's a veteran. Yeah. In TNA, yeah. Oh yeah, no. Compared to like Styles and Pete yeah, Williams, exactly. That's that's you can just see that he's really good even then. And I thought he'd been a lot younger. And it doesn't seem like they're putting him anywhere near the top title at the minute. I mean, he wasn't in that meeting with Russo, so no, he was in that meeting with Russo. You can only assume Jeff was because that's the only reason he doesn't give a shit. Well, we can oh. only assume. We can only assume that Terry Funk was there. If Terry Funk was there, then I'm on board, so long as he eventually gets his booty kicked. <laughs> he took it where I wanted to take it. <laughs> I'm just worried. Booty kicking action. Yeah. I'm worried that we might see Dusty versus Terry Funk on pay-per-view. Oh, why would you be worried? Because they're both elderly men. <laughs> <laughs> like, way past their primes. You don't want to see some booty kicking? Yes and no. It'd be something for us to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want weird stuff with TNA, and that's that's the weirdest stuff you can get. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. If that's the weirdest thing you think you're going to get from doing this, then <laughs> I can't, wouldn't count your chickens. It's been quite tame so far. So far. Yeah. So but far. overall, I thought this was an okay show. No major issues, but nothing massively uh, stood out like the Stars and Shelley's match did last week. Um, you could feel that the bigger stars weren't there this week. Uh, the likes of Hardy, Styles, Brian O, Road Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in there. Um, but yeah, it was very promo heavy. Only four matches on the card. Um, and one of them lasting 53 seconds. Uh, I seem downbeat about the show, but I'm excited for the next one because of how they built it, and I'm happy with the build. It's just, it felt like, oh, we haven't got much going on in this card. Quick, stick a tag title change at the end. Um, It was like they didn't have much star power, so they figured, like, we need to have something to get people talking after the show. Yeah. So let's just throw in a tag title change, and hopefully that'll get people talking about the show. Yeah, it was comfortably the highlight of the show. Best match. Longest match we've had in TNA just because it went 12 minutes, which is longer than any of the other matches have been allowed to go so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, excited for next week to see what the number one contendership looks like and start to see a picture of what Victory Road's going to look like. Yeah, so hopefully they actually do tell us what's going to happen. And they don't keep drawing it out with this whole outsiders thing because I'm ready. I'm ready to know what direction they're going in, so we yeah. can stop thinking. Oh, is it going to be Jeff Hardy? Is it going to be Abyss? Is it going to be Raven? Is it going to be Monty Brown? You can stop thinking that and yeah. just build towards the actual pay per view. Because hmm. I'm genuinely not sure because they've they've given a case for everyone. Really, no, I've got no idea. I've absolutely hmm. got no idea. I, I yeah. would have thought it'd be Monty Brown, but after this week, probably, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That confrontation almost made it more concrete for me. Oh, really? 
I don't know. I really don't know anymore. For me, it feels like they've built on this outsiders thing too much to not bring in. I feel like they're going to bring in, obviously, Hall and Nash with Jarrett. Yeah. And I feel like Vince Russo is going to bring in his own outsider, I think. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. That's how I feel. No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait six years. Oh, you wait. You wait till the ramp gets there. Oh, God. Um, But that covers everything for today. Um, Check the description. We'll have links to our Twitter and our website where Scott is pumping out daily news. Um, Check out the rest of the episodes and our podcast, which has just started. Uh, This week we covered uh, AEW's revolution, um, which will have happened now. We'll have... A different topic this week. We don't know what it is yet, but it will be there. Um, (laughs) It'll certainly be something. Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening once again. Bye.